Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Thursday, July 18th, 2019. We are one day away from another weekend. We're so glad to have you tuning in this week. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. In just a couple minutes, we'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Craig Hurley. We look forward to talking every day about the news, politics, and pop culture stories of the day, but it's always better when you call in. Let us know what your opinion is and what's on your mind. You can give us a call at 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. We'll be taking calls for the next hour today. So let's go ahead and stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Craig, how are we doing today? Craig, you are unhearable. So Scott, are you there? Me. There you are. Now I can hear you. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Hi. What's going on? Dude? Hello. You were silent for a moment. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Was I? I'm doing all right. You were. How are you? I'm doing very good. I've had a busy day. I was out and about all day and honestly just got home a couple of minutes ago. So I've uh, been running errands all day. I had to get... Uh, oil changed on the car after our long trip. I finally got that done. We haven't driven that car since we got back. So got stuff like that done and a little bit of uh, groceries and all the fun stuff you do throughout your week. You know how that goes, right? Nice. What about you? Just What's been going on over there? Um, it's yeah. hot again. It's been hot all over the country, though, hasn't it? All these heat warnings. It is uh, crazy. I think I heard something this morning about uh, there's going to be, they're guessing over 100 records set throughout the country. Um, Some of them not just for the heat of the day, but for the heat of the evening, what it doesn't drop down to. um, It's going to stay hot overnight. So I did read that in the paper this morning. Another thing I read this morning about it, which I didn't really think about, but as a smart, because we always say, you and I have talked about a lot about be sure to check in on our neighbors and checking everything else to make sure everyone's okay. But um, one of the things today was to check in on your friendly neighborhood UPS man that's driving in that brown truck collecting all those sunrays. Oh, dude, I, I, going up and I down do that all the time. Packages. Not so, only for the yeah. UPS, not for not only for, you know, somebody that's dropping off packages. Um, but uh, for for USPS as well for the postman, right? Um, I, I do exactly. that all the time, regardless of you know what the weather conditions are. I've I've been you know I've been like, you want some cocoa if it's really cold, and you want some water if it's really hot. So right, um, no, yeah. that's a great yeah, practice. We do. Really I do it a lot, but I didn't people. think about the big brown box those guys are driving around in all day and running, jumping up and down, getting packages in and out. So if you get a UPS delivery and you're listening out there, offer them a cool beverage the next couple of days, please. Um, because even like you said, the mail trucks and the UP and the FedEx, at least they're in white trucks. So they reflect the heat a little bit, but they're still metal. They get pretty yeah, hot. Yeah, but a lot of them don't so, have, a lot of them don't have air conditioning. So right. when you and see no them, insulation uh, at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just this little box that they're rolling along in, and whatever it is outside, it's hotter inside that truck than it is outside. Good The interior point. temperature of vehicles, uh, especially with the windows shut, uh, if it's 100 degrees outside, it can reach 150 degrees, 160 degrees. So right. it's some crazy, you know, that's, that's some crazy temperatures. Nobody can survive that. So, and I, I've yeah, and they actually, have to leave. Um, I'm sure couple of friends lately that um that are suffering from heat exhaustion and uh and you know you, you got to really watch out you got to keep yourself dehydrated i mean uh, hydrated so that you're not dehydrated 
and uh, you know, just pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to your dogs. Pay attention to your cats. Pay attention to the animals that are outside. Um, they're having a hard time finding water as well. Same with the wild animals. They're having a hard time finding water. So, um, you know, pay attention to the people around you. And when you're, you know, somebody who is having heat stroke or, or a heat related, um, uh, ailment, uh, or, or, you know, whatever, uh, they, they show signs of it. Uh, they throw up, they are getting nauseous, they are dizzy, they, you know, feel faint and there's all these signs. So once you've gotten to that point though, it's hard to come back. I mean, you, you know, you got to hydrate yourself and then you got to rest. Um, right. but you know, don't get to that point. Don't let anybody around you get to that point and including yourself. Um, uh, make sure you stay hydrated. It's, Freaking hot, guys. It's hot. And it's going to get hotter. Not like right. this is, you know, something that, that's just going away. No, we're going to see extreme temperatures from here on in. And either direction, we saw minus 55 in Chicago over the winter. And now, you know, we're, we got record-breaking heat all over the place. So, and it's only four months later, guys. Not like you know, right. not like it's minus fifty five didn't just happen in February, which it did. So you know, it's you know, just pay attention, pay attention to the people around you. Yeah, heat stroke is not fun. I had it one time, self inflicted. I was at Bullhead City on the Colorado River with a bunch of friends. We were there for the summer, and we were playing in the river a little too long. We we're doing a lot of uh, uh, rafting and um, being on the boards and just going down the Colorado River and I was out way too long and I was sick for the next day and a half. It's not a fun thing to have. So yeah, it can be it. it can be recreational activities as well. I see a lot of people around here taking a four day weekend this weekend and I'm not sure why. Maybe just because it's hot because it's freaking hot. Right. So um I see a lot of boats. I see a lot of trailers. I'm pretty sure they're going up to Lake Mead. Uh, you know, that's, uh, it's a vacation spot around here, or at least a recreational spot. And, um, uh, you know, they gotta, they gotta keep themselves hydrated while they're out there on the lake. So, and while they're on the beach, you know, otherwise. No, very much so. Like I said, I got heat stroke on summer vacation. So, yeah, yeah, I got heat stroke on summer vacation. It's not just walking around. It could be while you're playing too. So pay attention to it. Yep. Heat is heat. You may not even, you'll think you're in the water cooled off, but you're not. You have enough exposed where it, it'll get to you. So pay attention, boys and girls. Yeah, I think they said we were, we are on target for the hottest July ever this year yep. since they've been keeping That's records. That's this thing so. called climate change. <laughs> this thing called climate change. You know, everybody, the ones that are denying it, well, it, it's actually happening right around you. So. You can deny it all you want to. The rest of us are like, okay, yeah, no, it's happening around us. And we got to go, climate change is, you got to go through a major period of drought before you go through an ice age. And we are in that period of drought. Right. Eventually, no, we're going to an ice age. We're seeing lots of signs. I mean, we talked yep. about those on the show. We're seeing the drought. We've talked about the parts per million of pollutants being not since they were since right before the last ice age. I mean, there's yep. a lot of uh, discouraging signs out there, so we do have to pay attention. See, those pollutants, is, the reason why the reason why people are, are uh, denying it, like there's no real denying that we're, that we're actually going through some shit weather-wise and climate-wise. There's, there's no really denying that. It's more denying that we caused it. That human right. Cost. That's exactly right. And right. And we've dumped the equivalent of multiple uh, volcanic eruptions into our atmosphere just in the past 10 years. So we we have to pay attention to the fact that we are causing some of it. And then nature will absolutely take care of itself uh, as far as as far as either causing an ice age or not. 
it, it will absolutely take care of itself. It will uh, blow its top on another volcano that's in the middle of, you know, the Pacific Ocean and that's on Hawaii or, or wherever it is. doesn't matter. Those will start blowing up, and it will create its own cloud cover. It will create its own, um, uh, whatchamacallit, nuclear winter where we have just cloud cover across the world, and then we have an ice age. So it'll do it all by itself. We don't need to help it. And that's been the, the problem with us as humans is we're just helping it right along to cause just major catastrophes for ourselves instead of giving right. it an opportunity to, to, like, rest, instead of giving it an opportunity to be, you know, a thousand years in between ice ages or droughts and, or 10,000 years. We're, not, we're hurrying up the process. That's what, right. that's what you know, uh, uh, we need to pay attention to as far as humans. Right? We keep dumping, and we don't have a choice. I, I'm sitting here driving right now. I don't have a choice. I, I'm driving a, you know, gas-guzzling Chevy, and I don't, I, I, don't, I don't have a choice. I can't afford a Tesla, really, so I can't afford the electric VW even. So, you know, I, you know what, I, I'm not going to go out and purchase that. I, I've got this as far as my travel needs are concerned, but I'm just as guilty as everybody else. I'm dumping shit into the atmosphere every single time I start my car. Right. So but there's I really think I'll... not a lot we can do about it, but we need to pay attention to it and focus on actually, you know, recycling correctly and the way things are, are broken down, what actually ends up in a landfill or in our oceans uh, going after the corrupt companies like, um, uh, trying to think who just got nailed Monsanto just got nailed for dumping over the past 10 years. They've dumped a, a trillion gallons of crap into our waterways and that's right. what we drink. And they're responsible for roundup as well. They're responsible for all the pesticides going into the Gulf of Mexico that we use on all of our corn and wheat and soy and whatever the hell else it is we grow. And on the farms in, in the Midwest. So we, you know, we really got to pay attention to that, that we are responsible for some of this, but of course nature will absolutely uh, dominate when it comes to this. You know, we just had a seven pointer on the San Andreas and we're going to have another one. We're going to have another big ass earthquake, that whole ring of fire. And I've been talking about this for months that the whole ring of fire is lighting up. The thing that goes all the way around the Pacific ocean. Just lighten up. And that's not good for us as humans. It's good for the planet. The planet does what it wants to do. It'll go through a bunch of cycles. It'll go through a drought, and then it'll go through replenishing itself and replenishing all the trees and all the stuff that it destroyed in the first place, that it burned down all by itself. And then it'll, it'll, there'll be a whole bunch of precipitation, and then there'll be enough oxygen for other things to live. Just not us. Humans will right. die in the process. So if we, if we want to keep ourselves alive, we might want to pay attention to that and help it just to slow itself down instead of speeding it up, which we're speeding up the process. Right. And I think that that's a good point, that there, the debate isn't about climate change itself. The climate has been changing since climate was there. Um, it, 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 since we had the climate. Exactly. The weather and the climate it, changes all the time. Yeah, all by itself. Right. It's just the, the debate is how much we are contributing to that. Exactly. And I was listening. I listened to Rush Limbaugh just to get pissed off and hear what the other side's talking about. So, <laughs> nice. I, so I was listening to him while I was driving around. I think it was yesterday, the day before. I don't remember which. But, I mean, they used such false equivalencies. The equivalency he was using was um, over 20,000 years, we've only raised temperatures or sea levels by x amount of thing it's like that's true but the humans have only been around for the last what ten thousand five thousand oh, yeah, yeah, we don't actually know we don't actually know the documentation's been destroyed from one war after another so we don't actually know how long we've been here but whatever i'm just saying somewhere around that right after the, the equivalency last needs to be that's not what i'm talking about though i'm talking about the equivalency needs to be from the time we started doing pollutants 
to before and what the difference is on those two things. You can't compare 20,000 years, years ago. in general to like the last right. hundred years when, since we've had yeah, the industrial no. age. That's what it's you need been, to be Yeah, it's been the to, industrial age. And they don't do that. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, but that's what we need yeah. to. We need to we need to right. show that, you know, that that over that period of time is how much it's escalated where normally exactly. the planet will take 10,000 years to get to that point all by sure. itself. But we right. over the past 100 years or 140 years have really pushed it. Have, <laughs> have exactly. really really pushed that. And I, I you know, there's there's if you look at your history um, there's a place called Donora, Pennsylvania. It's right there near you, Scott, in, in Ohio. And Donora, Pennsylvania went through uh, a, a weather inversion. They're in a valley, and, uh, and they went through what's called a weather inversion, where there's no winds that will push out any type of pollutants. And in 1948, they had a – during Halloween of 1948, and I've talked about this before – um, they had a weather inversion where no winds were coming through the valley, so there was nothing being pu- pushed out of the valley. And they had a steel mill that was where the majority of the people worked. And so, you know, it's about their jobs, about their livelihood. Um, and the steel mill was pumping out an immense amount of pollutants, and those pollutants didn't go anywhere. They didn't get pushed out for three days. They didn't get pushed out over Halloween, and the the skies blackened. Uh, every resident of Denora, Pennsylvania, got ill. Every single one of them, and they and a lot of them died because of this. So uh, they had this whole thing happen where they stopped the factory they, they they had all of the production and everything and it was completely blamed on the factory until pretty sure the factory closed down um so uh, you know and that's where things like the EPA should be doing their jobs and we didn't have an EPA at that time and that's why things like the EPA were formed for because of things like or places like the Nora Pennsylvania and the damage that right. was done by the industrial, uh, by whatever industry was in that particular area. And there's many areas over the United States where different incidences have happened. And currently we have Monsanto, who is creator of Roundup, who is uh, being accused, and they're being sued um, by multiple entities at this point. Uh, Even Aaron Brockovich is involved in this. Um, uh, And she's been like at the forefront of all of this stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, for dumping millions and millions of gallons of toxic waste into our, into our oceans and into our riverways and our waterways over the past freaking 10 years. And then they're also getting sued for Roundup. Because Roundup, dude, uh, glyophosphates are just a killer for us, man. And uh, they're a killer for uh, uh, the, the good insects. Like, we have right. bees that are dying off. We need bees to pollinate everything. Everything without bees, we die. We die. Human race dies. So, because they pollinate everything, they pollinate every flower, they pollinate every vegetable, they pollinate every single thing we eat. So, you know, just we're completely destroying this place, and we have to take the responsibility on that. And it's just partial responsibility, but take the partial responsibility. Right. And just to jump in that Denora thing. in 19, that really was only an hour and a half from where I'm at here. Um, the town right. had 14,000 people. Of that, yep. in those three-day periods, 6,000 um, got respiratory problems, and 20 people died yep. from it. So uh, it, yep. was, it was a big event. It's from the, the Zinc Works plant, and they paid off a lot of people um, because of right. it, too. But they still uh, – yeah, it was a big event, big event around here. So I I do know the history of that. Yeah. And those events have happened all all over the United States at different times. And, and they, they're all, they all have the same thing in common. It's uh, whatever industry was there. That was the pollutant. That's that. They all have the exact same thing in common. And yeah, I get it. We need jobs. I get it. You know, and we need, we need, uh, 
economy in different areas. We need, uh, you know, we need people to be able to spend money. We need people to be, to be able to live. I get it. But do we have to do this and destroy our surroundings and our environment at the same time? Or can we do things like, I don't know, alternative energies, you know, and maybe put the plants in areas and make sure that there are filters on said plants, that they're only pumping out, uh, uh, you know, a, a pollutant that isn't actually going to harm us, that maybe they're not even pumping out a pollutant, that those pollutants are being utilized as an energy source. I mean, we do have this technology. It's not like we live in 1950, even. We do have technologies that that can do all of this stuff. And yet, I I guess we're choosing just to do it an old way, which kills us. Doesn't make any sense to me. Does not make any sense to me either. All right, well, let's move on. We got a lot of big things happening today in the news, obviously. Do we? Um, we'll start with last night's rally, Trump's rally in North Carolina. Where send her back. Wow. Send her back. Wow. Um, went it's on disgusting. for. You, you only, people are disgusting. It only went on for 13 send seconds. Send her back to where? Like She's a citizen eternity. in the United States. Exactly. <clears throat> Um, and can you hear the you know in the background? It's not playing politically because he's walking it back right now. Forty-five is walking right. it back. So you know, if it was playing well politically, he would be double down on it. But he is walking back and saying, "I'm very disappointed they said that, <laughs> but I didn't stop it for 13 seconds. Um, I did watch a little piece of news or listen to a little piece of news on the way in. I was listening to MSNBC in the car." And uh, they did talk about, they were talking to his campaign manager, one of the persons on the Trump re-election campaign, and said, well, how come, and this guy, I guess, had worked for John McCain's campaign back in the day and is now working on Trump's re-election campaign, which I don't understand that juxtaposition, but anyway. Um, But he said, how can you, when you're working for John McCain, um, be proud of a John McCain for talking about that girl that was in a campaign rally and told that Obama came from Kenya and McCain repudiated her on the spot. And now you work for a candidate that lets a send her back go on for over 13 seconds at his rally without saying a word. And the guy didn't have anything to answer for that. Uh, uh, did, uh, 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 the current first lady was an illegal, undocumented immigrant to the United States, working here illegally, without a work visa, and then she married this douche. Yep. And then she had it. And then she had an anchor baby. So, who are we sending back? Right. No, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you really it want me to go there? I was born here, dude. I, mean... <laughs> I was born here. So, you really want me to go there? Who are we sending back? Let's choose who we send back. We the people, if we're really going to go there. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing to see that last night. I Start uh, with the first lady. Saw the news, and it's like, uh, this has gotten, this is a scary time. This is a scary time when you have, I mean, the locker up is one thing. That was still rude, unacceptable, and vile that he should have stopped that. But well, this is a whole Charlottesville. Thing. This is... What about Charlottesville, dude? People died there right. that were, you know, protesting uh, all the anti-racism that's been going on in this country the entire existence. Right, but that of was after country. the fact too. He was after the fact. This last night, he was there. No, he, he said was after there in the fact, He said there are fine people. There are fine people on both beginning. sides. Right, <laughs> in exactly. Charlottesville. He's he, right afterwards. There are fine people on both sides. What? No, right, so that's what there I'm saying. It's after the fact, though. Last night, he people. was there when they were saying it didn't stop it. Yeah. I think that's worse. Yeah. I think you need to stop it as it goes. Yeah, um, as, as bad like, nah, as it was, he didn't right say anything the day after. But when he's there in front of it and not stopping it, that's a scary part. That's a scary place. A scary place for immigrants I to agree. be. Um, it's, it's just, I, I was very much dismayed it's by it. It's very dictator of him. He's trying to walk. 
Very much so. Yeah. It's very dictator of him to just be like, yeah, go ahead. Keep saying send her back. Send her back. Right. So, yeah, so that was big news, of course, last night. And, of course, all the regular characters are defending him. McCarthy's defending him in the House and Lindsey Graham defending him in the Senate. So nothing's ever going to be done for it. Dude, uh, Roy Cohn, Roy Cohn, who was his lawyer, uh, was his mentor, was number 45's mentor, um, was totally into McCarthyism. And McCarthyism was when they were calling everybody communists. And that was 1960-something. Um, right. they're, they're playing – it's the same exact playbook. It's the same exact shit that they were doing right. in 1960s that they're doing now. And Ray Cohn, it's a piece of shit, dude. He's an absolute piece nope, of shit as a right. human. So you want to follow a piece of shit's rule on this? You want to follow a piece of shit's guide? Wow. Says a lot about his followers. Agreed. Definitely agreed. Other big news of the day is I'm very, very yeah, happy. Yeah, we got something positive that... we can talk about instead of, you know, 45 antics. I, I seriously another... do not want to give this guy any more airtime than he deserves, which is none. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk one more thing about him after the break, but we will do a little good news before the break. <laughs> okay. The good news is that um, the judge did deny that Epstein guy's bail, so good. he is not getting out. Um, good. He said that he took into account the two girls that were um, trafficked or. Uh, used by him, took theirs, them into account, took away all the prosecutors' evidence they have of the money and everything he had stashed. He had passports so in his name from, from other countries. For years and years and years and years. 20 years uncut diamonds. of evidence. Yep. Exactly. So I'm very happy to report that the uh, the judge in the case said no bail. So this means, and he's obviously going to get convicted. He was convicted once before. He's going to get convicted again. Um, this means he's probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail, which I'm very happy to hear about because he does not deserve to be free ever again and walking on these streets. So I'm very, very happy. I just about mentioned, that. mentioned that Charlottesville thing. Uh, the guy did get charged. Um, uh, he got a life sentence. Uh, the guy that ran over, um, oh man, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Heather uh, Hayes, I think. Uh, she's the woman that died in, in Charlottesville when she got run over by his car and that he drove into 20 people and, uh, he is charged and he is looking at life in prison and then another 419 years because right. of all the other charges that, that are against him. So he'll, yeah, he's going to be in jail. Heather Heyer was her name. Heather Heyer is the girl that got killed. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was. I think the federal charge put him in life, and then the state or other charges was the 419 years. So yeah, he's yep. not coming out anytime soon. So that's very good. No. And he was from Ohio, not far from here in Ohio as well. So uh, I wasn't happy to hear about that either. But yeah, so two two pieces of scums deserve, got what they deserved. The criminal justice system worked twice. Yay! happy about that well we don't know yet so with epstein he just he's just denied bail I, you know if a well, yeah. has anything to do with it he'll get completely off so uh, you know he'll, well, he'll have to pay a fine or two but he doesn't unfortunately costa doesn't have a job anymore so not we'll much he can do about by, it anymore. by now i don't you know I, I don't know what good he did as a federal prosecutor or what good he did being involved in in this whole regime doesn't sound like much. Oh, he's taking credit for all the jobs. He was the he was the labor guy. He created all these jobs. Created all the everything jobs. that was sex done in the last eight years. The sex trafficking jobs. The, jobs. the Department of Labor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unreal. All right, we're going to a break. Six thirty. We're taking a break now. Right. This is Trevor Page with uh, well, we'll see. America, America, Dream, right here on Standing on My Soapbox.
Trevor Page with American Dream. Guys, welcome back to Standing on My Soapbox. Dude, how much, uh, give us a, how much are the that? royalties on, on like, uh, Rage Against the Machine if we decided to uh, to play a song like No Shelter? Because, you know, the different things that are happening with immigrants right now, uh, currently on our, on our borders, um, I, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what songs like, like No Shelter from Rage Against the Machine are all about. So, you know, yeah, I wish we could do rights to individual songs, but you have to buy entire licenses for entire catalogs and it's lots for of money. Entire catalogs. Yeah. Right. All right. So, yeah. Just wondering what kind of fine uh, is see. it if we just happen to play something? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. If we just play it once. Play hey, come on, it's Rage Against stuff. the Machine. I, I mean, these guys, these guys have gone all over the place, all over the world, and caused different uh, members of the, the different societies that they've, or the different cultures that they've performed in front of, to actually stand up against their governments. And it's just a rock band. But these guys are so good and and influence so much that they get people to to actually overthrow governments. Rage Against That's the Machine. That's what we Have need heard sometimes. Uh huh. Yeah, it yeah, is what we need sometimes. Well, let's so move I, on. I'm I want to get back. I like, That's right. No, I just said oh, we want to get back to Trump because the other big news in the day is that the judge unsealed 
the um, indictments against Cohen for the Stormy Daniel paying once in a day, and it does look like indeed he is the unindicted co-conspirator for that. There was over 15 phone calls the day after the Access Hollywood tape broke between Trump and Hope Hicks and Cohen and Stormy Daniels' lawyers at the time. So wow. that was a big part of the news today. So it'll be interesting he's also, to see. Uh, he's also being looked at right now, 45 is, uh, being looked at for some of the Epstein stuff. And there's there's at least one underage girl or woman that says that she was involved with right. 45. So that's also happening right now. And I don't see a lot of mainstream media covering that. That's pretty important if our president was involved in sex trafficking. It'll be very interesting. Very, very interesting. I don't know if there's different. I don't know if that's sex trafficking or for one time is a rape. I don't know what it is. Either way, it's bad. Uh, it is. There you but, go. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends on whether or not it was with the Epstein plane and with all that, the, whatever organization right. they were doing. And then, and it depends on, yeah, you know, it's absolutely a rape if it's underage. So right. statutory rape. I, 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 I still, I can't believe we're actually talking about our president. I know. When it, it comes to this show. Uh, kind of gross it's amazing all right let's go on to some other stuff here i mean distraction while this is all distracting us are i get excited i mean one of the things i wish that the democrats would run against especially in the house or talk about the house and everything is they passed another law bill today to raise the minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour um I, I wish they would show all of the bills that passed under Ryan versus all the bills that passed under Pelosi and use that in every campaign ad you see, because they put in so many things, whether you agree with them or not, this is their passing legislation. At least they're doing legislation. Um, right. Of course, Democrats being Democrats who can screw up anything, um, this minimum wage deal, uh, they do like the most mealy mouse things they can do. It's basically, Brings it from 7.25 is what the current federal minimum wage is. It has been raised since 2009, so it's been 10 years since it's been a raise. Um, currently, it's 7.25. It'd bring it up to $15 an hour, but it would bring it up to $15 an hour incrementally by 2025. So we're still talking wow. another seven years before this even happens. Well, if you're going to raise it, raise starving. the damn minimum wage. Don't take eight years to do it. Um, it's just it's just pathetic the way these things are done. It's like yeah, we like we live in the year 2019, right? I mean, a lot of this stuff is done at the push of a button now. It's not like we have to wait for anybody to you know go cross country on horseback and and talk to whoever they need to talk to in order to just make it it's dude it's literally instantaneous we we push a button and shit gets done <laughs> that's how this right. world works right now so well i'm sure the argument is uh how are the how are small businesses going to recoup this and if they do it a dollar a year they can slowly implement it. But you know what? If you're going to raise prices, raise prices. You're just screwing people out anyway. Most of these people have the money and just want to spend the money. So I understand there's going to be some small mom-and-pop businesses that can't jump to $15 an hour. That's a big hit for them. They may have to raise some prices on some restaurants. They may have to do some certain things. They may have to cut back certain places. I understand it's hard to do immediately. But still, eight years is a little ridiculous. Um, phase right. it in over over a shorter period of time. So, anyway, there's that. So, I, maybe make an exemption. On. Maybe make an exemption for for small, you know, for small businesses. You know, well, make it so. make an exemption yeah, for under, the ones that can't afford it. Isn't that what they did with healthcare? If you have under 50 employees, you don't have to do it or something or whatever it happens to be. You make that for small businesses under 200 employees or something for the minimum wage or make it a certain amount. So restaurants or certain people aren't affected. And then you go from right. there, but there, there's ways to do things. 
And then talking more about law, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about John Stewart's very passionate plea to the Congress about the 9-11's victim funds, which money is scheduled to stop at the end of this year. So the House, once again, the House is the one putting together all the bills anymore. Um, The House put together a bill to extend it to 2090. Still didn't make it permanent, but at least they extended it 70 years, which is good, or 70, uh, 71 years. Um, so, uh, Gillibrand. Dude, you know his parade, his, his parade at the National Mall on July 4th cost $93 million. He could have fed every veteran for a year on $93 million. Exactly. Exactly. Just such a huge waste of money. Right. So back to this though. So, uh, the House passed this, you know, a 200, I think it was like 412 to 14 or something. Even the Republicans went along with this in the House to pass this, uh, uh, this sweeping bill for the responders. The Senate, Kristen Gillibrand, is from New York, put it up for a unanimous consent vote today, and we've talked about this before. Unanimous consent can be done in the Senate where one senator can bring it up for unanimous consent that will pass a law, but on the other token, one senator can torpedo a unanimous consent bill. It only takes one person to hush it. Well, good old Rand Paul decided to torpedo it, but Gillibrand put passing this immediately on a unanimous consent, and Rand Paul torpedoed the bill for, of all reasons, because it's going to contribute to the national debt. The debt is too high. Yet he is one of the ones that voted for the tax cuts that have put right. billions upon billions of dollars to our national debt. But when it comes to saving our first responders and giving them the proper health care they need, now all of a sudden uh, Paul is going to say that we need to, to pay for it before he'll vote for it. Wow, you're breaking so, up like crazy. What was that? I, I don't know if it was me or if it's you. You were breaking up like crazy. I'm not there, dude. sure. Okay. Well, anyway, like I said, um, unfortunately, one person was able to stop this bill from being a unanimous consent and giving nine, giving all the money needed for this uh, 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund through 2090, and he torpedoed it. The good news is McConnell can still bring it up in front of the full Senate, um, so we'll see if he does that. But uh, I can't believe that Rand Paul would torpedo a victim's rights bill from these heroes that went into 9-11 because he thinks the debt's too high, but he gave these billionaires all these tax cuts that blew a hole in the deficit like crazy. Uh, I'd say some of our elected officials um, shouldn't be there. Why is a guy like Rand Paul there? By the way, Ross Perot died. Ross Perot died last week. Exactly. Yeah, I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, did we talk about Ross yeah, Perot dying? I don't know if we I did. I think so, yeah. I'm not sure. But anyway, I thought we uh, did, you know, just Rand in my Paul. head I talked about it. Yeah, why are these guys, uh, why do we keep electing them if they're not going to make the proper decisions for us? Why are guys like that yeah, in office? It's, it's just very, very sad. Very, very sad that, uh, I mean, you can pick the hill you want to die on. You're going to pick the hill of people, of first responders that saved our butt at 9-11 or saved millions of people's lives or at least thousands of people's lives in 9-11. Even if they didn't save anybody's life, they went in there attempting to save somebody's life before the building caved in on them. They're heroes. They did. Exactly. Exactly. So anybody that survived that um, needs taken care of for the rest of their life. They're here. Right. Especially if they have health care issues because of that, respiratory problems and shit like that. So they I hope every fireman's union, police union, wherever in the great state, whatever Rand Paul is from, um, gets this guy out of office because that's just yeah, embarrassing get him out of office. and sad. All right, let's see what else. We've got about 15 minutes here to call in, guys. Last couple things I have. 
Um, a local story for me, which uh, this brings us back to our regularly featured segment, Two White Guys Talking About Blackness in America. Um, a white security guard in Ohio has pleaded That's not guilty. Two white guys talking to... about black issues in the United States. Exactly. <laughs> That's us. Yeah, well, we try so, to take on every single issue that there is. This one happens exactly. to be the African-American issue. So this issue is a white security guard in Ohio has pleaded not guilty to charges of aggravated menacing after he was caught on surveillance video pulling a gun on a uniformed black sheriff's deputy because he wow. was armed. Let me say that again. This was a because Lucas County Sheriff Deputy, Sheriff Deputy <laughs> Alan Gaston. Oh, man. So he, he is a duly, uh, duly recognized deputy of the law in full uniform. Uh, Alan Gaston dropped by the local IRS office in Toledo, Ohio, not too far from me, on May 31st, to inquire about a letter he received. He was dressed in his full sheriff's office uniform with his badge and his gun clearly visible. This uh, uh, Gaston was told by a security guard identified as Seth Eklund that he would have to leave his gun in his car to enter the offices. Gaston explained he couldn't do that as he was on duty, so he decided to leave the office. So security guard went up to the sheriff guy in full uniform saying, I'm sorry you can't have your gun in here. You need to leave it in your car. Uh, and and the, the deputy said, I can't do that because I'm on duty. But I will leave. So he offers to leave to de-escalate the situation. And as he is leaving, this stooge of a security guard, this Eklund guy, the video shows him following the the, uh, deputy with his gun drawn, aimed at the deputy's back the entire time until Eklund left the building. Wow. Can you believe this stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, you know, and I've got, like I said, I, sh- sheriffs are different, you know, and sheriffs are mainly elected officials. They're, they're people that we actually want to be. I don't know about a deputy sheriff, but uh, well, yeah, most deputy, sheriffs a are, deputy sheriff is hired. The sheriff is, is an elected hired. official. The official, uh, the official sheriff of the county is elected. It, 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 the deputy sheriff is hired. It, yeah. But it's more of, uh, you know, that that a, a sheriff's department is actually there for the people. They are there for the people. And, uh, right. you know, unlike most police departments, um, police departments are there to police the people. So, right. you know, a sheriff's department is, is are, are people that it's like your, it's your next door neighbor. That's the sheriff. You know, right. he's there to actually protect and serve and to help the community. That's why you don't hear well, of a lot of sheriffs, uh, except for that one right. we heard about last week. But that, that's Florida. Um, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on in Florida. But um, but even though I have friends in Florida, too, that are that are sheriffs. I mean, that are sheriffs. I don't you know, I uh, sheriffs are supposed to be like the dude that you can actually turn to and talk to, you know, about whatever's going on. And, you know, it's right. he, he, it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like I don't know. I, he walked into an IRS office, and it was a security yeah, guard a, at the IRS, IRS office. You know, yeah, I don't even have a problem. Thumbs up. With not being, there's a lot of federal government buildings you're not allowed to have guns in. I know a lot. You're of not allowed stations. to bring guns in. It doesn't matter if you're on duty or right. off duty. You're not allowed to bring guns right. in. So, so I have no know, problem part, with that. I, I see I part no of problem that, with but. The, I have no problem with security guard telling him that and asking him. Telling, My problem is following the guy yeah. with a gun raised to his back the entire <laughs> oh, way out of the building. That's dude. just a little. Oh, man. I mean, I don't understand uh, where you would get that, that Would the deputy golf. have been in his right to, once he got out into the parking lot, to unload on this dude? I, I don't know. I would, would hope so. I mean, I, yeah. because then all of a sudden you're in his territory. Like not in you're the building, the but outside of the building? Yeah. 
Right. If you're if you're on the street, that's the sheriff's territory all of a sudden. So you're right. Yeah. That would be interesting. Even though it's, it might happen. be private property. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, surprised the, the sheriff's deputy didn't just light this dude up. Well, one of the interesting things is this deputy is actually teaches de-escalation techniques in the sheriff's department. <laughs> and so, he, did, he did what he was supposed to do. Exactly. exactly. So that's why he did it. But he said he was interviewed and said, even though I teach this and I did what I teach my fellow officers, he said, I was honestly scared having a gun pointed at my back. He said, I honestly felt that I could have been shot. He said, said there was very strong possibility I could have been shot. Um, I have been a huge. And dude, guns, a lot of guns have, especially pistols, have have freaking, they're like feather triggers. Like, you, you barely touch that shit, and it goes off. Well, I've been known. I've, I've said forever that I don't believe security guards should be carrying guns. Um, I, just, I don't think – it depends on the situation. There are some places where they're trained, but 99% of the time, security guards aren't trained in how to handle guns. They have and some firearms. training, yeah. but, yeah, they, they're just not people I want to see. With, I don't want to see a rent-a-cop with a gun. Just not my idea of that. But, uh, yeah, right. so that happened in, in just a couple hours away in Toledo, Ohio. So that was a big story. Um, I'd say on that rent-a-cop with a gun, uh, it depends on the situation. You know, yeah. there's, there's like, no, you know, there are it, some being a celebrity, you know, yeah, I, I might want to have a rent-a-cop with a gun, you know, walking around with me. So, you know, that, that you know. There's, there's there's some cases where yeah if they're trained I mean there there are yeah, definitely no. some some situations right uh, but overall, also going yeah, on today announced uh, we just have a couple minutes left here so I want to go to two short things um, Toys R Us is coming back this holiday season really? the retailer is going to open two permanent stores in November one at the Galleria wow. Mall in Houston. And one at the Garden State Plaza Mall in Paramus, Paramus New Jersey. Uh, it's a wow. joint venture between software retailer Beta and True Kids. Those are the two companies that bought most of the Toys R Us liquidation last year. So who knows? Right. Toys R Us, the death of their, or the what is it? The rumors of their death may have been greatly exaggerated. Who so, knows? Toys R Us that was so sad. may make a comeback. No, it died. So, no, it died. There, yeah. it, it, only two stores, dude. That's specialty. That's not, you know, right. they're not, they're not going yeah. large scale on that. Um, but uh, that was really sad because the day that yeah. they announced that they were going bankrupt, uh, um, the owner, the guy that created Toys R Us, died. And I'm like, right. he he just had to die of a broken heart, dude. You know, his lifelong lifelong thing of providing uh, smiles because that's really all he did was provide smiles to every child that walked into that store and every adult child like me that walked into that store. So I, I, dude, I, I, I I went just when they were closing. I I mean, I've been to Toys R Us my whole life. Been going in there my whole life, picking up newest Hot Wheels, picking up whatever. There's always toys that that are cool that you're like, oh, this might become a collectible. So, you know, you got to grab them while they're there. And Toys R Us was it. And, you know, it's just really sad. Really sad when that went down and the way it went down. Well, we'll see what happens. If they play their cards smart, maybe they can open more than two. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see that they're at least, you know, paying some homage to the fact that Toys R Us is a big deal. In everybody's life. Exactly. Jeffrey lives to ride again. Yeah. Good. All right. Cool. Last two things that we'll finish out with here. We'll have a couple minutes left. Um, two trailers got released today. Two new trailers for the upcoming movie season. Uh, one is for Cats the movie, and I have to tell you that I am gay as hell and a huge theater nerd, but Cats is one of my all-time least favorite musicals. But it has oh, an amazing I cast. I, love I don't cats. like it. I didn't like it, but it does have an amazing cast to it. Uh, Jennifer Hudson, of course, Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson, will be singing "Memory." She's going to be playing wow. um, the the uh, no, uh, Mustafa awesome, or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, no, I was when I attended the Chicago Academy. When I when I attended the Chicago Academy for the Arts, uh, uh, Donald Nally, who was our music director at the time, he by the way has just just been winning uh, Grammy after Grammy. Uh, he does a lot of work in on the East Coast, um, and he's a he's a professor. Uh, and I'm not sure where he's where where he's at right now. But anyway. He did. A, he had us do a medley of cats, and I played Mistopheles. So, Mr. Mistopheles, and dude, I, it's it's one of my, I, you know, I can't dance, I, you know, and I, I do sing, but um, it's it's one of my most uh, favorite memories as far as doing a musical is concerned, and I I just I, cats has has always been to me just an amazing spectacle of 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 creativity. Um, I, you know, I've seen it a number of times actually on, on other stages and, uh, and professionally done because we weren't, you know, we're a bunch of, you know, high school kids, right. even though it's a specialty high school. Jennifer Hudson, J- Dame Judy Dench is playing Deuteronomy. James Corden is Buster for Jones. Sir Ian McKellen is Gus, the theater cat. Rebel Wilson nice. and Jenny Any Dot, so it does have Dude, the an amazing cast. So. Yeah, it's a great yeah. cast. So that cast Look is for insane. The, you can find the trailer now, and it's going to be coming out this summer. But the one that hit my hot button today, and I'm going to play that trailer as we head out here, is in 2020, we are coming back with Top Gun Maverick. We're making the sequel to Top Gun 20 years later. Oh. Actually, it's more than 20 years later. It's like almost 40 years later. But uh, Tom Cruise is reprising his role, and uh, it's going to be kind of fun. I love the trailer for it. So check out that trailer. We are going to play out to wow. that today. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow for our last I had show a, of the week. I had, a, I had a drug dealer in, in California uh, like 20 years ago. And he used to be like Maverick. This is Iceman. So it's it, 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 and he's a really funny, really, really, really nice guy. Um, and and nice. most drug dealers are. And most drug dealers aren't going to be assholes. <laughs> They're all going to be really nice guys because you're buying drugs from them. Um, all but, right. Uh, well, yeah. He used to be like Maverick. <laughs> Where you at, Maverick? Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, Maverick so. comes out to 2020. Um, starring Tom Cruise. So tune in tomorrow, our last show of the week, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. We'll take your calls for an hour, 347-989-0126. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace. 30-plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. What is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir.
end is inevitable, Maverick. You're kind of headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today.